Coca-Cola Energy seemed like it was a strong opening poker hand, but after a year in market, should the Coca-Cola company hold them or fold them? When the Coca-Cola company announced that it was bringing a branded Coke Energy product to the United States market in late 2019, I honestly thought that it could potentially be the biggest thing to happen to the US energy drinks market since Red Bull washed up on the California shores in 1997. And here's kind of my logic why I was so bullish and so excited about the Coke Energy announcement. The US energy drinks market still gets a lot of shade thrown at it despite it being now over a 15 billion dollar industry i figured coca-cola being arguably one of the strongest brands in the united states would bring a ton of validation to this market and just like more on a product sense just the coca-cola product is a great introductory product to anybody that's not currently a energy drink consumer so sally from iowa that's drinking diet coke for her energy source she would be somebody that would be easily kind of folded into trialing a coca-cola energy product especially if that product was going to have taste parity to just general coca-cola or coca-cola zero because these products have almost the best market validation out there for any beverage product. And that last point was assumed that it was going to have taste parity to those products, mostly because I figured if Coca-Cola company was going to the trouble of arbitration with Monster Beverage Corporation to launch its own energy product that's outside of the allowable things within their contract of ownership, I figured, hey, they have to have something that had a ton of market test data, feedback loops that really were positive to the Coca-Cola company. They wouldn't be going through all this trouble if they didn't have something that they thought was going to be a massive hit. But I was wrong, at least if we're considering just the lens of March 2021. In year one, Coca-Cola Energy did just under $100 million in revenue across all of its sales channels. And this is through tracked sales data and then just some estimations on non-tracked sales data. Now, if you look at a $100 million year one launch of an energy drink, that would be impressive by anybody on the list that is below Coca-Cola Energy. All of those brands would just love to have $100 million produced in the first year. But for Coca-Cola, that is a fail. I know that it is tough for me to even say that that is a fail, but the Coca-Cola company has a much different idea of what a win is. And regardless of CEO James Quincy going on and through conference calls saying, hey, we thought this was a pretty good launch. It was a fail. He knows it's a fail. Um, I think that you have to obviously, you have to really stay positive, especially if you're going to continue to be in market because you do not want some of those headlines to really be out there to say that, hey, this was a failure because people could run with that headline and then obviously the product would be dead in the water at that point. And the Coca-Cola company does launch several hundred different products throughout the year. So a lot of those products do fail, but 
not a lot of those products have the Coca-Cola brand, the namesake brand attached to them. So when you do throw the Coca-Cola brand, the most powerful beverage IP arguably in the world on a product, you want that product to perform extremely well because every time a product fails with that name, it kind of takes a little bit of hit to that brand equity, that brand affinity. So what kind of happened? Why did Coca-Cola Energy kind of fail? Why, why did it not get out to the start that the Coca-Cola company thought? A lot of this has to do with timing. A lot of it is being blamed on timing. And I don't necessarily disagree with that because the product was launching in early Q1 of 2020. Obviously we know kind of what happened right after that point. So if you're trying to launch a very huge initiative, you're really excited and then obviously the COVID-19 effect happens. It hurt the field employees ability to kind of communicate, market, sell like they normally would because a lot of them were not in the territories at the level that they normally would. You also were not able to do a bunch of like sampling or trialing at events and at different stores. You also had just consumer mobility cut down, especially in those early kind of days of restricted living and lockdowns. And because of that, people weren't moving around. They weren't going into convenience locations, convenience stores. And convenience is the far and away the largest sales channel for energy drinks. So if you didn't have that, that was shut off. The Coca-Cola energy product did have a lot of headwinds that it had to kind of deal with. So this blew up really any go-to-market strategies that the Coca-Cola had going into it, kind of built up and, and kind of strategized. And anybody outside of the Coca-Cola company, this product would have really been dismal. This would have been a very bad launch. You would have gotten nowhere close to $100 million because Coca-Cola company has a ton of different distribution power. They have a ton of different ways to kind of wiggle around and move around and really produce revenue. And you can see that by the channel mix of year one of the Coca-Cola energy product. Most energy drinks, like I said, are sold through convenience stores. I think 68% of the total dollar share of the category was sold into convenience stores, but the Coca-Cola energy product only sold about 50% of their product through the convenience channel. Now, outside of the obvious COVID-19 effect that happened and really kind of interrupted the Coca-Cola energy launch, I do think there's some other things that are going on that maybe are creating some resistance and not necessarily helping the Coca-Cola energy product. The first one is taste. And I think if you dial in the taste to be exactly like the comparative Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola cherry, and then the zero equivalents, if you have parity to that taste element, I think it's a winner. It's by far gonna be a winner and it's easily adopted by anybody that's a fan of those products. But without that parity, I think momentum really can't build up to the point in which it needs. You need to have somebody that also is thinking about the functionality of the product and weighing that against the taste element of it. And in any beverage category, taste really is forward. The functionality is secondary to the taste. So if it's not gonna taste like Coca-Cola, which most people picking up something that's called Coca-Cola Energy, they're gonna expect it to taste like Coca-Cola. If it doesn't, it's gonna be a miss for a lot of people. I think secondarily with packaging, now design is definitely something that is subjective, just like taste, 
but for me, I don't know why it just kind of seems like a miss to me. And it seems like a miss to a lot of other people. I don't know. The design just really not as inspiring to me. I also think the packaging choice in terms of like the can really is a miss that 12 ounce can just the size of the product as a whole is kind of weird because it is similar to the cans that are used on like the new diet Cokes, um, 12 ounce to 12 ounce is really just kind of confusing to the customer. Do they think it's just another carbonated soft drink, even though it just says energy big on the product, you might have a little bit of confusion. It just might be one of those things combining that with the design. It might just not have the effect that you're looking for. All those things combined just might have enough of resistance to keep the ultimate growth of this product from ever kind of reaching that point. I do think a lot of that could have been alleviated by having more robust marketing, communication, strategy, resources being put to that. I think if it wasn't 2020 and there wasn't a lot of kind of uncertainty and risk in the market, especially in the Coca-Cola company's business, a lot of their business comes from food service, refreshments, um, concentrate sales, that really taking a hit I think that they decided, hey, 2020 is not gonna be our year. We're gonna kind of regroup. We're gonna try to figure out what we can learn from this year and redeploy a lot of these ideas and strategies in 2021. Because Coca-Cola obviously wants to be in the energy drinks market. They wouldn't have went to arbitration with Monster Beverage Corporation if that wasn't the case. 2020 was something that tested a lot of the patience of the Coca-Cola company, especially when they had their major competitor PepsiCo go out and do a ton of aggressive moves in the energy drinks category. You had them acquire Rockstar Energy. They signed a exclusive master distribution for Bang Energy. They also did a ton of like repositioning, relaunches, announcements around the Mountain Dew energy skews kind of area and really kind of putting that back on a direction that could have a ton of growth. But kind of circling back to the Coca-Cola company, up until some of those announcements, they really by default had the best of the two energy portfolio. And that's because of the minority ownership agreement with the Monster Beverage Corporation. And they kind of felt pretty good because they had Coca-Cola Energy coming out. They won that arbitration. But the problem was early on, they kind of noticing that the Coca-Cola Energy product was not doing all that well. But luckily, some of the things that PepsiCo was doing as well wasn't really kind of getting to the point and really kind of growing to the point where they thought. They weren't quickly able to turn around Rockstar. The Bang Energy announcement has really just been a mess at this point. And then Mountain Dew energy products have been doing fairly well comparative to how they've been, but not to the point where it really kind of pushed Coca-Cola to doing some very aggressive things. And what I'm talking about with very aggressive things is I honestly think that 2020, 2021, we would have been hearing a ton of chatter around, is Coca-Cola going to either buy out Monster Beverage Corporation fully, wholly own them, or try to figure out some way to get out of that contract so they can have the best owned portfolio of energy products or the flexibility to be able to make moves out in the market with M&A or doing a bunch of different internal launches with some of their strong beverage brand IP. Coca-Cola, I think, also has had a little bit or afforded themselves a little bit more patience with the energy drinks category because you're starting to see this emergence. I've talked about this in several different videos or different pieces of content around the connection between coffee RTDs or just kind of coffee plus platform and 
energy drinks and how all of that is kind of consolidating into just these energy beverage proposition. I think that you're going to see more of those things be used interchangeably. A lot of the strategies be used interchangeably. I think consumers are just thinking about those as substitutes, as energy drinks become more of a common thing in society and consumption becomes more common. It's not necessarily thought of in the early days about all just like partiers or college people drinking these products. I think it's becoming very much a normal day-to-day -day beverage consumption behavior. All of those things kind of combine together. And because Coca-Cola has a Coke plus coffee that did just come out that seems to be getting a pretty good amount of buzz. Again, they have that ownership into Monster Beverage Corporation that does have their Java Monsters that have been doing pretty well. They also own Costa Coffee. They haven't probably taken that to the level that they could in an RTD beverage perspective. And they have to kind of pay attention to what PepsiCo is doing in that area as well because they do have a partnership with Starbucks for their RTD beverages. And you're seeing PepsiCo talk about Starbucks RTDs into their kind of like energy drink three pillar strategy. So what can the Coca-Cola energy product become? I definitely think Coca-Cola wants to be in the energy drinks market. They're gonna figure out a way to continue to be in the energy drinks market with or without Monster Beverage Corporation. Coca-Cola has been kind of steadfast that their strategy is to own the beverage categories. They were not going to diversify their strategy into like snacks or foods like PepsiCo is. So because of that, they need to own every single very large category. That is definitely energy drinks. So they're not gonna be giving up on the Coca-Cola energy product. I think they have really noticed in that first year that some of those things that I talked about, the logic that I talked about is still sound. The execution maybe was not there for Coca-Cola, but the logic behind that and just some of the feedback loops that they've gotten in terms of bringing new people into the category that are looking for some of those propositions that Coca-Cola Energy has, those have been pretty positive. The retention has been said to be pretty decent as well. So even with me talking about the taste being subjective, um, they are at least getting some feedback that parts of the consumer market seem to think that is acceptable. But I still think they do need to address the taste. They do need to address the packaging, both on the design and just the form. They need to reinvigorate the go-to-market strategy they had planned in 2020, but also just kind of shift that to whatever the new normal is now and just be able to make sure that they're getting the most amount of eyeballs and potential for the Coca-Cola energy product. And lastly, just kind of a bringing up a point in terms of maybe where this could go on the concentrate side, because I do think this could work very well for a concentrate product. One, it really just helps out their costs. If they're able to really kind of put that through their bottler program and have that go through that and kind of easily intertwined into that, that really helps them. And it's something that arguably produces a benefit that nobody else can match in the industry. Secondarily, the concentrate could be used in this idea of like off-premise 2.0. I've talked about this a few years ago, um, just around how off-premise needs to change from what it used to be with energy drinks, with like the clubs and the events and into fast food restaurants or quick service restaurants. And I'll pop up that video for you guys right at the end here if you guys wanna check out that video. I think it still has a ton of really valid points that I have not seen 
yet, really getting taken advantage of in the market. I do wanna end this video by just asking you guys if you've tried the Coca-Cola Energy product in the last year, what your thoughts of that product is, and what do you think the potential of it is in the future? 